0: Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines. There's classic consoles and computers, there is also PS4s, Xbox Ones, Wii U, PC and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network.
1: This is the Tenpence Arcade Podcast and is the UK's number one arcade podcast.
0: Uh, Vic, it's the only UK arcade podcast I think you'll find.
1: Yes, exactly. The best UK arcade podcast. That's exactly what I said. You did. My name is
0: Sean Holly and I'm in the Northern Podcast Studio.
1: And I'm Victor Molland and I'm in the Capitals Podcast Studio. Let, Let us take, take you, you on an incredible, incredible journey, journey. 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 Or, or at least a, least a stupid, stupid, stupid one. one. <laughs> That's that over with, we won't do another introduction like that ever again. Sorry <laughs> listeners. How are you listeners? How are you Sean? I'm alright thanks, how are you mate? Terrible. Oh, I've had back. a bad back and I've been in quite a lot of pain and it's not good, I don't like it.
0: Oh, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who can get you some super strong
1: painkillers. I've been on Codamol. Uh, is it Codamol, is it? One of those things. Cocodamol. I know you don't seem to do oh, much. Yeah. Oh, it's not good. So I've been, I'm sitting it's, down now, so I've got coffee. I'm all right at the minute. As long as I don't I move too much. I think it's heroin, is it called? Something uh, like that. You want to give it a try. That's not so good for you. That's, that's for cold, surely, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right then, so what, what have if... you... Well, no, me first. What have oh, you for... been up to, old son?
0: Ooh. I've been up to a bit You've been up to lots more My Lord's Veil Monitor Actually so I've been playing Amadar a lot on it Is going very dark You know when you was here It was a bit dark
1: Yeah you know why that is don't you Because it's dark? No it's because Amadar's dog s*** <laughs>
0: <laughs> No it's not it's good It's
1: given your arcade machine uh, Arcade flu That's what it's got And it's all unhappy Because you've uh... Or it might need a cap kit
0: Yeah we're going to discuss that game In detail later
1: I'm not <laughs> you can, not to your heart's content, old son Anyway, with your monitor, it could be it could be many things But the n- usual things is, you know the pot that does the brightness? Yeah Have you fidd- fiddled with that yet? It turned it up a little bit? Or was it up to yeah, max? It's, it's up to maximum, yeah And have you tried the, the, the adjuster on the actual lopped? There's a focus and I think it's voltage That does the brightness as well but if, you, uh, if your brightness has gone down on its own, it's possibly something's failing on it. And it could be the pot for the brightness, or it yeah. could be a cap.
0: Well, what you do, you switch it on, and it looks a bit darker than normal. You know you get a blue background on the 60 and one Yes. But within an hour, that blue background is completely
1: black. Yeah, that could be a cap. It sounds like a cap going... It's always good yeah. to do a cap kit on an old mono. At least you don't, you don't have to do it again in the future. Once it's done, it'll probably last the life of your, of your, your cab. So Should mm. need to do it again, so it'd be worthwhile doing. And it's, it's, you've been doing electrics lately.
0: I've not been, I've not looked at electrics for a while, but I will get back to electrics.
1: But doing a cap kit is not that difficult, and it's, it's quite simple, so um, it's something you could do yourself, but you just got to discharge them on it. That's the only thing.
0: Oh, I don't, know, I don't know if I trust myself with a soldering iron. You know? Well,
1: next time I'm near your place, I'll do it for you. It does not take a, that, it about an hour, I reckon, to do a cap kit.
0: Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: Okay, so that's that, anyway. Before you get onto your massive list of what you've been onto, I've been a
0: few things, yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of? I found this out
1: the other week. Fantasy consoles. I looked at it on the link you gave me, and it's not a physical console, is it? So basically, no. it's a computer program. Yeah. The so M- another that's computer kind program. Of a console. No, yeah. not at all. Not a console at all. A program that you put other data into and to play games online. It's not like you put them on a cartridge and into a machine, is it?
0: No, there's one called a Pico Eight, P-I-C-O dash mm-hmm. Eight. It's a fancy console for making, sharing, and playing tiny games and other computer programs. And the specs of it is limited. Uh, what do you call it? Specifically limited. Yeah. So you've got to, you know, concentrate on gameplay. It's got like 128 by 128 pixels by 16 colours.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The the virtual cartridges can only be 32k. So they're not cartridges. No.
1: I'm but being a bit of a curmudgeon here. I think it's a good idea. What they should do is take that code and put it on a tiny Arduino or a Raspberry Pi, put it in a case, and the, the games they release for it, put them on little tiny EPROMs in cartridges. Or you or can someone, make your own ones. That would be a, a virtual console. Then it'd be like an open-source console, really, wouldn't it?
0: Or someone is working on a little tiny console that runs off this Pico 8 hardware.
1: Yeah, that's a real console. I'd like to see that. That sounds mm. quite
0: fun. Just very interesting. I or thought even a little
1: that. handheld, because a lot of people are using uh, Pi Zeros and little Adafruit screens to make little emulators handhelds. They could do that with that. Sorry,
0: I meant handheld, not console.
1: Yeah, yeah. that'd be quite yeah. smart, wouldn't it? Mm. But virtual basically means not real, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I like, the, I like the idea of it. But I just I would, I'd like to see, I like to see hardware. You know, so you can get these yeah. things in your hand and play with them. But yeah, this sounds a good idea though. Especially, I like, I like the ethos of it, where they're getting programmers to. Take a certain amount of hardware and a certain amount of RAM and a certain amount of this, that, and the other and do their best with what they've got. Rather than just using a PC which has got oodles and oodles of resources they can do anything on it, they, mm. they're limited. Like the old people were back in the day when they were doing Atari games and ColecoVision and Spectrum and all that sort of stuff. They only had what they had in front of them and nothing else. They couldn't bolt on another 128 meg of RAM or whatever or a bigger hard drive. They have to do with what they got. So, they have to use their imagination, their programming skills, which I like the idea of.
0: Mm, that's quite, what, that's what a lot of the
1: games we play had back then. That's why they are mm. limited. You know, they haven't got mm. 5,000 levels, they've got three levels or four levels or whatever. And that's all you could squeeze into that machine. I like the idea of that.
0: And obviously, from this featured game, illustrates how good you can get with
1: just three levels, doesn't it, Vic? Or not. <laughs> I drew some lines with a monkey. Lines? <laughs> yeah, mm, we'll get onto that a bit later. Mm, guess who I had a visit from? The devil himself.
0: No, he's not around this week. Dave Otto, the elusive Mr Dave Otto came round. Oh, he's, I, he's alive again.
1: Yay! I've seen
0: him for ages. He'd it, gone to pick up a Tekken Pleads from a guy in, well, clo- fairly close by, I think. Ooh, a
1: Tekken Pleads. Tekken or Tekken. Tekken, cool. something like that.
0: Yeah, and it was in the back of
1: his car, we started talking about... Oh, Pliad. an actual cabinet, sorry, I thought you meant a PCB, yeah. an actual cabinet.
0: Yeah, well, I like a, I'd say midi, like a cabaret midi size kind of thing. Oh,
1: how dare he, I'd like that.
0: Yeah, well, okay. I saw the side of it, it looks all right. Hmm. And we got talking about Century Pleiads, and he says it's different, and I said, oh, I didn't know that, you know the one we were playing at
1: NERG last year? Is it really? It is, it's a two-button game. Ah, right, go on, I'm interested now, you've caught my attention. I wasn't listening earlier. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> no one listens. <laughs> and this, the second button is
0: is called hyperspace, and it I think it like resets the screen.
1: No way. What you mean? It yeah, kills I,
0: everything on the screen. Well, I was pr- I pressed it too soon, and and I think everything disappeared, and your ship was recentered in the middle of the screen. Oh, I don't know if you get
1: one per level or what. I always wondered that because when you look through memes, especially if you've got um. The command, uh, sorry, the, the Windows version of main, Win32, it says on there buttons too, and then a the second button never does anything. And I've seen mm. cabinets before, usually um, butchered from a Phoenix cabinet, which has got the two buttons, and, and the second button never worked on the games I played, because I, I thought it was going to be a barrier, like you got on Phoenix, mm. but it isn't. Oh, do you know what version it was he was playing? The Century version, did you say?
0: Century one, yeah, it's in MAME. And the other big difference is you can fire two bullets at once, so you are effectively oh. got double bullet speed, and it is so much easier. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't actually think it's as good as, as the single bullet game without the hyperspace.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, nice yeah, one. I didn't know that. Okay. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's interesting. Uh, Dave, Mr. Otto, if you're listening, yes. I'd like to see a picture of that little cabinet. Can you send me a picture of it when you get time?
0: He hasn't got that one. He's got the Tekken one. But...
1: Oh, I see. I'd like to see yeah. a picture of the cab anyway. though. I just want to see what yeah. it looks like. Is it an official cab? I,
0: I can't. I don't know. I just saw the side of it in the car. Oh, I think nice. it might be. Oh, nice one. That sounds interesting. Good like that one. Is it? Oh, actually, he did say. I think it might be a Coin
1: Master one. Oh, okay,
0: never heard of him. Or Streets, the Streets.
1: Oh, streets, yeah, streets did a lot of uh, UK cabs. Yeah, but I do like the cabaret cabinets, or the midi-sized ones, so i will be interesting to see what that looks like.
0: Hmm. Out else? I, what, after sort of dissing Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Wakes Up last time, I watched it again with a bit more of an open mind.
1: Yeah.
0: I think I was expecting too much first time, and it is pretty impressive. It is a good film. It is a good film.
1: It's not bad. They're all not bad. Mm. I wouldn't go mad over them, but they're pretty good. Don't think it's as good as One Rogue, though. One Rogue. One Rogue. Uh, I don't. Know. I haven't seen it yet. I would not mind seeing it, but I'll, I'll watch it someday. Someday soon. Mm. Nice one. And lastly, for me, guess what I did last night? Guess what? Guess what?
0: You went to an arcade what?
1: club. Yeah. Nice. Guess who was there? People.
0: Yeah. Arcade guess... cabs. Guess who one of them people was? Snakes. Not not snakes. Watch out for snakes. I you are going to say that. Charlie Farr, I awarded him a T-shirt, a 10 pence arcade official T-shirt for being the 10 pence arcade high score champion of 2016.
1: You know what we can call him now, can't you?
0: The TPAHSC 2016.
1: That doesn't quite slip off the tongue that well. Mm. We can just call him uh, David Lynn, Gamer of the Year. Like Pete Han, yeah. former Gamer of the Year. If you don't use that moniker, Charlie Farr will punch you in the head. Charlie no. Farr, Gamer of the Year. Ten pence Gamer of the Year. Ten pence of the year. Ten penny of the year. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. He was playing,
0: what was he playing last night? Joust. Was he playing I it think... really badly? Could he got like yeah. 40 points. He was playing it terribly. He was up to, he's, he's up to 4 million on it now. Oh, for God's sake.
1: That's quite a score, isn't it? Never mind all that. Do you want to hear what I've been up to? Yeah, go on, go on. Well, last week... On Wednesday, 18th of January, I went, I was bullied into going to the yeah. EAG show in London. This is by Mr. Oliver Moises. He said, go on, go, I'll buy you a drink. Nah, nah, nah. I went, yeah, all right, whatever, I'll have a day off. Sod it. So I went Went with Alex, went on tubes. We didn't get lost without our mummies. It's fine. <laughs> met up with uh, Roger as well. And we met a guy called Space Invader. Sorry, I don't know his real name, but I've met him before. Uh, and also Andy PC with the little lad was with running around there and we looked around, it's quite good, I quite enjoyed the place uh, it's, it's a very corporate event as you, as you might imagine they're trying to yeah. sell machines to uh, you know, arcades and, and leisure places and what sort of stuff and you know, and it's pretty good uh, I liked I really liked some of the, the stores there. I saw. I went to the Highway Pinball Machines place and they're based in Wales somewhere I think they're in Wales in
0: Swansea. I think they're
1: in Swansea, yeah Cardiff. but i only got to play their full throttle which is a motorbike themed game it's not a licensed thing because it's just motorbikes but it's pretty good but the other one that they're trying to sell at the moment their new one is on the alien theme which is a themed game mm. and apparently it was there the day before and it broke down and mm. they were trying to fix it and they took it away but they had all the um, information about it and i got a leaflet about it and then as i was about to go i was just about to find alex we would get going because alex had to go early uh, it was on again, and there was a, a queue of people looking to play it, lined up to play, it, and it looked really, really good. This is the, the the modular pinball where you can actually move stuff about on it and reskin the games.
0: Yeah, I've heard about that. But the yeah. thing
1: is, still quite expensive. I think we're talking six and a half thousand pounds for a machine, right? And then to reskin it with a new game, I think it's like four thousand something. Pinballs ain't cheap. They are uh-huh. not cheap. I also saw the Stern pinballs, but I didn't really take much notice of them because they were just drowned in people. You couldn't get anywhere near them. And I think stern pinballs. I, I needn't even bother playing them because they're so expensive. I'll never own one. They had mm. the new Batman sixty six, which is their new one. And apparently, the top end of that one, is going to be fourteen thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, they have like special editions and limited editions. Le is the them. top
1: one. I think it's the the pro is the normal one. Then the yeah. premier is the next one up, and then you've got the le limited edition. That's got. Usually got loads of different things to it, you know, different back glass, different features, but thousands of pounds worth of differences. I don't know. I've no idea.
0: And then they sell add-ons, don't they? Like different plungers and toppers, and
1: oh yeah, you can get loads. I think I think a lot of that is third-party aftermarket stuff. Um, Mm. But but that Batman one, it's all LCD now. It hasn't got back glass or or DMD anymore. It's all LCD. They've gone over to LCDs now, and I think all the bulbs in there nowadays, and from a few from before, are all. LEDs rather than incandescent bulbs. Oh, so they're they're pretty bright. They're lovely machines, but they're just—I could never afford one. They're just so expensive. Mm. You know, so I, I could buy probably ten cabs with that. Yeah, you could. If, you? So you know, that's always going to be my my thing. So I'm an arcader through and through. But I also liked some other games as well. There was—you know—I said I wanted to play that massive LED Pac-Man game. yeah they had it there. And it doesn't just play Pac-Man It plays like a a two-player Pac-Man You play against each other It's really good It's not the same as Battle Royale It's slightly different But it's still a great game And it also Mm. plays Galaga One and two players And that is awesome It is so much fun It's a massive screen It's about seven or eight feet tall About four or five feet wide
0: Original Galaga Yeah Oh Oh,
1: yeah, yeah It's a really good version But it's on LEDs, So it's little tiny lights, obviously It's such a lot of fun and I did meet up with Andy there from Arcade Club. Andy and Gaynor were walking around. I said, you've got to get one of these. You've got to get one of these. these." got excited to him. He said, no, no, I don't want to get one because apparently they only, they only guarantee the screens for six months. And if one right. of the panels, they're built up of a load of panels. If one of the panels goes, I think they're quite expensive to replace. But it's, it's unfortunate. That would look absolutely amazing at Arcade Club. It'd do really well, I think, because I play yeah. it a lot. I'd be pushing people aside to get on it. It was so much fun. I mean, I was playing with Alex on it and it was playing Pac Man. And Pac Man normally doesn't really capture me that much because it's just a maze game. You know, it's quite difficult. I'm not very good at it. But that version is a lot of fun. It's geared to the casual gamers. So it's a bit easier. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of fun, mate. It's really yeah. good. If you ever get a chance to see one, hopefully they'll have them in service stations. And I don't know. I don't think arcades are going to have them really. But I'm sure they'll have them in service stations in leisure parks and that sort of stuff. You know, bowling alleys, that kind of thing. There'll probably be one somewhere in Blackpool at some point. I would have thought it? that's kind of place. Yeah, one of the big yeah. pleasure beaches. Maybe, maybe some of the ones in in the south as well. I don't know. But it was mm. a lot of fun. I did not like the Gallagher ticket redemption machine. That's probably the one you were thinking of when I said that. Was that Gallagher Assault? I think so. Yeah, it was terrible. The, 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 it's got one of those really high res, like four K screens, vertical. Yeah. And it's it's quite a big screen, like a 50-inch screen or whatever. And you play right in front of it. And, and the graphics have been redone. And the game is just too smooth. And it, it, it I think when you, you hit the bad guys, tickets, for or they turn into tickets, they explode into tickets, and you can pick the tickets up. And then when you finish your game, you get a load of tickets out of it and you win a prize or whatever. And Andy was saying, he inquired about it, and he said you can actually turn the ticket machine off, but the graphics still turn into tickets when you blow them up, which is terrible, really. And on that mm. machine, as well, I did notice that it had like a quite a big ball joystick. The joystick was really flappy and, and sort of worn out and broken, and it had only been there two days right and that is been in in a in an environment where people are going to respect it as well. so if that was in like a service station or an arcade, that'd be broken within within hours. I think so was that, it
0: like kind of a lime green mostly cab
1: yeah, I think I've got
0: a picture of it on our notes if you want to have a look oh. Right, hang on. I was just looking at one on a a website seven and a half grand.
1: Yeah, right. Um, oh no. So that's that's um, that's another game at the end I'll get onto. But yeah, I, I did have pictures of it somewhere I think. But yeah, that was that was pretty that big Gallagher. And next to that was the big Space Invaders. I wanted to go on as well. You know the one, with the Space Invaders Frenzy. Yeah. When you sit down good. with two guns, yes, it is. It's almost yeah. like a mad cross between Space Invaders and Missile Command. Because you have a crosshair right. on the screen, like Missile Command, and when you shoot stuff, you can actually things fall out of the sky. And when you hit them, they, they blow up into big explosions, which takes out a load of invaders. And you get like sure. the the top mothership goes all the way across the screen, all over the place, and you just darts around, and you can shoot that for bonus points. But it is a lot of fun. But I think your your spaceship stays still down the bottom, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just I think you only get killed when the space invaders land, and they get really fast later on. And on that big screen, it's quite impressive. It was a lot Ooh. of fun, but it was it was mad. But I think I think kids would love it. I think they really like it because it's so big and impending, and, and it was really good. Really like that one. Uh, Crossy Road was there. Terrible game. I, I love it. On, I like yeah. it on the mobile phones, and I like it on the Apple TV where you can actually use a controller. I presume you can use the controller on other, you know, Androids and all that sort of stuff as well. But this mm. one, you just got one button. And when you yeah. hit when you hit an obstacle, it will go round the way it wants to go around. So mine kept going to the right all the time. So I stuck down the right of the screen. And you can't play yeah. it properly. You need to be able to move around left and right. So what they mm. should have done is maybe put you know, left and right button as well as a hop button, maybe. It wouldn't take them that much to do it, would it?
0: No, if so, I have played that, I've played that one.
1: I did not like that at all. It was just just mm. didn't seem right. They really missed a the trick there. How could they have let that through their quality uh, management or whatever they call it? They're really yeah. disappointed in that because I do like Crossroads. It's a fun little game.
0: It's really dumbed-down version, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's not good at all. We, we, when it works on a phone, it's got to be simple. And when you think yeah. they put it in an arcade where they can use physical movement and joysticks and buttons, you think it'd be a lot better. But no, mm. sadly it wasn't. I don't think that one's no. going to do very well. I also watched Ol play the wacky Furious Pigeons game. Or Angry Birds, whatever it's called. Where you fling a real ball at the screen to try and dislodge the pig- piggy character. You've got to destroy the pigs, the weird-looking pigs. And yeah. you actually, You actually get a little sort of... It's almost like a trebuchet. Like mm-hmm. a catapulty thing, and you fire the balls at the screen. You haven't got a cross it, you've just got to sort of skillfully line up. So it's like a skill game more than a video game. And it seems mm-hmm. quite fun. It's a huge cabinet though, because there's all glass sides to it, and you know, so all the balls don't go flying around everywhere. But that was quite fun. Like, it looked quite interesting. Very clever use of the balls. But even better than that was a game where you actually fired water at a screen. Which, right. which you think would be really dangerous, but well, obviously it's encased in plastic or whatever, so you can't short circuit it and stuff. But that <laughs> yeah. seemed quite well, I think you were like a fireman kind of thing, and you were putting out fires. I can't remember, but that seemed quite fun. It was quite a novelty anyway. Mm. There was also an eight-player Daytona for you types who like that sort of racing car game. Eight that players. It was massive. I mean, you need a really big arcade to put that in. But it was all all LCD modern 4K screens, you know, HD this, HD that. If you like that sort of thing, you will absolutely love it. Not for me. Roger had a go of it; he quite liked it, so it's quite good. There was also cruising. What was a new cruising one? Cruising. cruising. Blast. Cruising blast, and there was a four-player setup of that. The cabinets looked really good. They had like LEDs around the wheels, and they looked like they were spinning because they had like a sort of animation on the LEDs going round.
0: Yeah. And that was all
1: sort of moderny thing. It was quite. It was. It was crazy. It was almost like a racing car version of Crazy Taxi. Because on the level right. I was watching Rog play, and he was playing it through London, so you had like big red buses coming at you and stuff. It was just crazy game. It wasn't supposed to be true to life. It was just mad, really fast, blast, go crazy, imaginative game. It seemed quite a lot of fun, but again, not for me. I'm just too old and boring for that sort of thing. But you might like it.
0: I've heard, actually, I'm just trying to look at your pictures, at Daytona USA 3. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. You- I think they've just renamed it now to Daytona USA Championship or something. I can't see a three.
1: I presume you can buy a single cabinet, but you can bolt more than one together. I they up to eight together like the original one.
0: Yeah.
1: It seems quite I, good.
0: Yeah, I've seen a couple of YouTubes of it. It looks all
1: right. I think it's, eight it's, players it's... playing together would be a lot of fun. Mm. So what else was there there? Uh, I'm looking at the eight player Daytona now. Daytona is back. They uh, donut. Luigi's Mansion <laughs> as well, arcade version. Alex had a go this because he's a big Nintendo nut, and he said it wasn't that good. You actually have little vacuum cleaners. I think you've got to point <laughs> them at the screen to suck out the ghosts. Remember, like in Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube? Yeah. It's a little, you, you sit inside, it's like an environmental cab. You sit inside, and it does look really fun, but he said it wasn't that good. So I presume they've sort of lost a bit in translation there with the arcade. Another one I'm looking at now. These are, all these pictures are on the show notes, everyone. There's a link on there for the little album I've put on the website, so everyone have a look at it. There's a Ghostbusters game. This is not a pinball we're talking about. This is actually a video game, and it's where you fling stuff at the screen again, I think. Mm-hmm. I think you fling traps at it. It's a really nice-looking cabinet, but I didn't really have a go at that one, so just have a look at the pictures. And- Something strange in your PCB. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! The last one I'm talking about is a breakout clone, a new breakout clone. It's actually licensed from Atari. It's on a big sort of LCD screen, huge thing in front of you, like a 50 inch screen. It's a tickety thing again, unfortunately. Mm. And it's all very, very modern-looking. It isn't just, um, you know, coloured bricks and a bat. And it's actually got a little steering wheel you use as as the spinner. But again, after two days of play, the steering wheel was really wonky and wobbly. They are just not... They haven't got the idea of these arcade machines need to be bulletproof. You're going to have little kids hanging on this, climbing on it, pulling it around. I don't know how they can't make a steering wheel strong. So that's I don't, strange, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah a couple, it is a couple really couple weird. Of them
0: Are actually not not standing up to the just a even just a little two day show.
1: Yeah, of people who want to buy the machines, they're not going to be smashing the machines around like kids will in a proper arcade. Mm. Maybe it's um, maybe it's just like a, a prototype. I don't know. But that idea just because it's a little steering wheel, you can get hold of it and pull it. If it was a mm. spinner on a little spinner knob, like an Arcanoid knob, you can't really pull that off, can you? Not really. And and because it spins and it keeps spinning, you can't spin it to its end of its of its movement and then keep going and break it. It just keeps spinning forever. So they should have done that. Really, I'm not sure why they put a little steering wheel. It does look good. And the game looks pretty good, but it's it's just too smooth and too crisp, you know what I mean, for an arcade mm-hmm. game. They should have they should have sort of mocked it up to be all square and chunky, like, you know, sort of overly exaggerate the pixels, maybe. Yeah. Because that's usually what, you know, people will say, oh, I used to play Pong, I used to play Breakout when I was a kid. They remember it being chunky and crappy looking. When they see it <laughs> nowadays, they say, oh, it's too modern, you know, I can play, play it on my Xbox One or PlayStation 4 or whatever, that sort of thing. But yeah, it was good good fun walking around. There was, a, there was an old section there that Craig Walker from Giz p was doing. He had, I think you could actually buy cabinets. I was playing a Pac-Man there, uh, Donkey Kong. I think I had a go of a few cabs. And they seemed quite nice. And you could buy them, actually, buy proper cabinets. They are quite expensive, but they were refurbed, really nice looking, really nice really restored. And if you've got the money, it's no hassle. Just go in and buy one. People, I think a few actually sold one and was there. Oh, that's so that's excellent. pretty cool. He's obviously doing a good job of restoring those and selling those cabs onto proper collectors. Yeah, it was really good. Loads of stuff going on. There's loads of things to do with fruit machines and parts for arcade machines, and I think Stern were obviously there. And there was one bit that were doing... You know the old pusher machine to push the old 2Ps? There was one there based on Only Fools and Horses. And it had sort yeah. of all you know the, the thing of these old yellow car and all the characters and stuff. And it was actually characters from the TV show there promoting it. And Alex, uh, I think that he said, oh, do you mind if I'm my photograph?" turned? He said, yeah, you put some money in the charity tin. There's a charity thing there for a local charity. And he put some money in there. And they took a picture with, uh, I think it was, it was Del Boy's wife in it, Raquel.
0: And Cassandra. And
1: Cassandra was there. And Denzel was there. Denzel was there as well. He's yeah. made Denzel. Yeah, and the actual characters there, they were really nice. They, Alex was talking to them. They seemed really down to earth, lovely people. And they were just there promoting the game for the company and, and doing a bit for charity. It was really nice. Mm. I saw them, I, I went, has Denzel over there, because obviously this is a UK <laughs> comedy uh, sitcom we used to watch in this, was it early 80s, wasn't it, it first came on? That's yeah, it ran now.
0: quite a while, didn't it?
1: Yeah, really, really, I watched some old episodes a few days ago, absolutely brilliant, they're classic gold, they really are good, so that was quite good.
0: Mm, so you've got quite a few old franchises that they're bringing back here, haven't you? Yeah. You've got... So they're sort of looking back to the past, they're like Sega and Namco Bandai and Raw Thrills and that. Yeah. You got Space Invaders, the Cruising Series, Daytona, what else you got? Luigi oh
1: Ghostbusters. Yeah. Breakout. Gallagher. Yeah you got a few, haven't you? I think there might have been another Mario Kart game there, I can't remember now. But it was um it was a free event. That's all you've got all you've got to do is um you go online, you register for free, it gives you an email with like a barcode on it, you go in there, they scan your barcode, they give you a nice little sort of uh ID tag, and off you go. Just go in. It's brilliant. It's all free. Everything's free to play. Uh, if you're going to go there, though, take your sandwiches with you because the, uh, the cafe was quite expensive, as Rog found out, paying £6.50 for a baguette. <laughs> yep. Wow. Exactly. Oh, I'm on a diet, so I took my diet food with me. It was lovely. Old oh, bought me a Diet Coke as well. It was lovely. You get a
0: bag of baguettes.
1: At a, a, you get a, a skip full of baguettes in the north for that. Oof. Yeah, you probably would. So that was that then. So we should get on to...
0: Arcade News
1: Right, this is a good one from on UK Vac. Gary Favord's son, who is, I think, a rival for Charlie Farr He is that good a player I've seen his scores <gasps> back on... When I used to go on Jammer Plus years ago He used to post a lot of scores on there And he's a very, very good games player And he, he grew up in the arcades He used to work in the arcades as a kid and he's a very good games player. I'm going to get on to him, actually, and see if he'll do some challenges with us. Because he, he doesn't normally... I'm not, I'm not sure if he's a listener or not, but he has beaten his own world, his own personal best on Frenzy and the world record. He's got 1,025,507 points on Frenzy. Oof. Oof.
0: I, I was playing that last night. Yeah. Do you know what, Do you know what I got? 87. 13,000.
1: I find Frenzy really hard. I find it hard as a play... Than Berserk, and everyone seems everyone who's any good at those two games seem to think that Frenzy's a lot easier. And obviously, getting a million points on—I don't think you get a million points on Berserk that easily. It's yeah, it's
0: completely different. You've got the bullets that rebound off the walls. You've got little little graphics in the middle of some of the screens. Yeah, that you do can shoot them do
1: certain things. It's got quite a few little sort of weird secrets. It's quite um, it's quite a fun game, but I've never thought it as good as Berserk. But it's a lot deeper than Berserk, and I sort of prefer the easy gameplay of berserk you just go around shooting robots mm. it's that simple but this one you've got son, you've got reflective bullets that can hit yourself and you can smash walls away and all sorts of weird and wonderful things i'll have to give it another go though well i've got some news Yep, go on cave are continuing
0: to sort of reinvent themselves as a mobile game company and they've released well i think they've done it through another third party's done the software yep. dodon patchy unlimited
1: oh that's one for you
0: yeah, I have actually downloaded it because it's on Android and Apple, so I've downloaded oh, it. Oh, the mobile one. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a decent decent game. It's you know where you put your finger on the screen, yes. and then you you move the you can move the craft around. There's no virtual joystick.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier playing on like that,
0: I think. Yeah, it, I still struggle with that kind of stuff, but it's a decent enough game, and it's because it's a mobile game. They're trying to you know they're trying to get you to pay for downloads. And, oh yeah. You, yeah, you can. You, you do one level, and you do second level, and then you have to unlock levels after that by doing certain things.
1: Yeah, they, and they, they, they look beautiful, though. The graphics are amazing. On I tell you what is an easier yeah. way to play. If you've got a tablet of some sort, an, an iPad or an Android tablet or whatever, they play a lot better on there because it's slightly bigger.
0: Mm, yeah, and they do yeah. play
1: nicer on there than a tiny little phone screen. Well, I mean, phone screens are quite big nowadays, but I mean, on a tablet, it's even nicer. Someone just mm. pin, pinch the wife's. Pad whatever she's got and have a go on that. Mm,
0: there's yeah. a there's a lovely little bit of English here. That oh, go on. I love a bit of English. legendary manic shooter is revived. Classic arcade game dodonpachi with diabolical level is back with increased power. Lovely girls' graphic quality went up. Ooh. You, can, you can you can change the sort of costume of your lovely girl. <laughs> oh, God. A, aim to be the best with the
1: girls with special abilities. Oh, I like it. Special abilities, nice. Mm-hmm. And it could be English, Dad diabolical level (laughs) so we left a link for that anyway Mm. Oh, in the media this is our Alex again Alex has been doing his game room tours he goes around the country poking his nose into people's games rooms and doing lovely videos of them and he's done Phil Nez for Life's house which I've been to before, he's got a lovely house a lovely games room and I haven't watched it yet, I should have watched it in the bath earlier shouldn't I Oh, um, I, I had a lush bath earlier. I was watching Ben Heck. I should have watched that. Damn it. I'll watch you that ever, later.
0: Like, do, you, do you like hold a tablet in the bath or something?
1: Do, do you know what we've got? We've got this really cool thing. It's like a wooden thing that sits across the bath. And it's yeah. got a little rack you put your iPad in. You lean on. It's really oh. cool. Wife bought it a while back. And you can watch it. It's even a little, got a, cut, a little sort of uh, round thing for putting tea on. It's great. <laughs> or coffee good. if it's a, a, a Sean Holly bath. You ever fall asleep and wake up and it's a freezing. I did do that earlier. Yes.
0: Oh, not only back
1: hurt even more. It wasn't good. Oh. So Alex has been doing that. I got a link for that. That's pretty good. He's. I think this is number seven. He's done now. He wants to come and see me one day, but my game room is not anywhere near good enough to be to be reviewed and videoed. So we'll have to get my finger out hey, of yeah. my orifice and get on and do yes, that. It is.
0: It is, but last time I went down, there's quite a few machines in there, and it's nice and tidy. And- yeah, but it's
1: got loads of plywood all over it at the moment from another cabin um, building soon. Oops, more yeah. of that later. Oops. Um, oh, this is the a good Tony, one as well. Yeah, yes. Tony Temple's done another
0: story, Arcade Blogger, the Asterix story, that rare colour vector game.
1: Don't give any spoilers. Everyone mm. should go and read this. It's a really touching story, and the ending is Amazing. I really mm-hmm. like this. Tony writes so nicely and so eloquently. It's one of my favourite blogs. I always look forward to it and I look at it straight away when it comes up. When it comes on my feeds or whatever, I go to it straight away. And mm. it's a really cool story. And that game looks a lot of fun, doesn't it?
0: It does. It's it the does. game.
1: If anyone's ever seen it, it's the game with a really big sort of plastic bubble over the screen. So it gives you sort of a weird fishbowl effect of the, the colour graphics. And it's mm. a colour vector... I think it's a high res tube as well, so it's even finer than normal. It's a very, very rare game as well. And it looks a lot of fun. It plays okay in MAME, actually. Oh okay. let's have a look at that. So there's also a new Donkey Kong remix level. I think I'm gonna to have to. Spaff this money and buy the DK Remix little daughterboard sort of to go on my Donkey Kong because the DK mm. Remix levels are absolutely insane. And he's just done a new one now that looks a little bit like a Donkey Kong Jr. level. Yeah. And some of the, you've got bouncing barrels, you can jump with the hammer, you can bounce on things yourself with the hammer. There's bonus levels. It's a really cool addition to Donkey Kong. It really opens Donkey Kong up. And it's not as difficult as Donkey Kong D2K if you've ever played that mm. i've got that and it's really hard to play it's very oh, yes. very difficult but this one mm. looks a lot more fun and it's more accessible to players and there's loads of different levels i think you can like practice levels on it and there's loads of different modes i think it's about 79 or 80 dollars so it's not going to break the bank mm. and i think it'll open up uh, donkey kong i think i should get that soon Hmm. i've been spending far too much money on stuff lately i bought loads <laughs> of gear when we get to the pickups it's going to be insane <laughs> and
0: did you know? I know you do know I do. That there was a Sega version of Missile Command. It was in the Galloping Ghost. You know they release a new game every Monday, mm-hmm. and the, and this came up in my feed, and it's a Sega Missile Command with new artwork, which yes. looks pretty good actually.
1: I know everything. <laughs> I, I actually saw I don't know everything. I saw this um, when I was on holiday when we went to Vegas a few years ago. Mm-hmm. there's a place there out of Vegas you've got to travel quite a way to get to it called the Pinball Museum and across the road is a really really cool console and arcade shop it's amazing, if you ever go to Vegas you've got to go there make time to go there and in there they had a load of video games and it had a Sega Missile Command in there and I took loads of pictures of it because I didn't know what it was and it's the Japanese version that Sega licensed from Atari mm-hmm. and I was also listening to the latest Galloping Ghost podcast it's usually Pete Han, Gamer of the Year and mm-hmm. Doc Mac, cool arcade owner of the year, who do the podcast together. And it's basically, they just talk about what's happening in the Galloping Ghost, because there's always loads and loads going on in the Galloping Ghost in Chicago. And they were talking about this, and it's actually got, it's not an Atari-licensed, or not an Atari PCB, it's a Japanese Sega PCB in it, which is slightly different. Right. So I think normally they were shipped with an Atari pcb in there atari gave them the pcbs to license into the games but it's a very different looking cabinet it's a very nice looking cabinet as well it's really cool really like that one Mm. it's nice finding a cabinet you you you've never seen before you know the game and you see it in another version and you find that it's licensed and you never knew about it a lot of games in europe were like that i think germany and italy and france had a lot of versions of their own as well as obviously mm. Japanese and American and the UK versions, because we've got a lot of bootlegs over here and licensed versions in normal cabinets. But they have their own, their own artwork sides and their own PCBs sometimes and all sorts. It's quite interesting finding those kind mm. of things.
0: It is, isn't it? In other news, on Twitter, Trollnads was displaying his 10 pence arcade watch. Did you see that?
1: I did see is it. It's one of these smart watches. Is it a big round one?
0: Well, he purchased it from us for £6,000.
1: Oh, we ripped him off a treat. We don't look like a kipper.
0: Because he's such a big fan. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it was like, I don't know what it was. It was like a big watch. The podcast must have somehow be beamed to the watch because it's really like a smartphone kind of device, and it a watch now.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't an Apple watch. It might have been an Android version or, or a Microsoft version. I don't know. Mm. But it looked really smart on the watch. It was a really big, round display with our, our logo on it. It's quite yeah, nice
0: and I'm speaking to him right and he also wants a public apology from us that ain't
1: going to happen, What all he's done all his crimes because, because he said
0: <laughs> well, he said that you said that he didn't agree with save states and he said I, I do agree with save states he says because I have used so he's them a cheat
1: then, is that what you're saying?
0: we're practising the ninth key on Pac-Man oh,
1: so he's,
0: he's using save states
1: mate Traumas. well he was getting... Whether he or not he accused us of anything, he was trolling us, and he deserved all the grief he got. <laughs> so for his trolling work, he can get one of these. For being Ooh, a top he... troll. A resonant <laughs> ping for a top troll. I have actually wrote on there, he can something right off. He can't say that. I can't say it online, but he can do that. Yay, yeah. love you, troll ads. <laughs> Never mind that. Have you seen this? This is awesome. It is. This is the physical Pong table kickstart that's going ahead soon. Have a look on on the link we've provided. This is a physical Pong table. You may say, what is a physical Pong table? It's actually a physical table. It's the size of a large coffee table, and it uses magnets and motors to move around physical items which enables you to play pong on it so you've actually got some wooden blocks you use as your bat there's a wooden cube as a ball and you play against each other on this machine and and when you move the spinners the actual blocks move around because they're on they're on little rails with magnets Mm. we we talked about this quite a while ago on the podcast didn't we we linked to it back then and they're actually doing like a home version now and i won't tell people the price of it i was offered one ...on a Kickstarter early... ...and I can't afford it unfortunately... ...but I would love to have one... ...it's a really nice thing... ...and I linked Andy at Arcade Club onto this... ...because I'd love to see this at Arcade Club... ...it is a really, really nice bit of kit... ...it is beautifully made... ...I watched some of the videos of the guy making it as well... ...and it's really, really cool... ...so everyone have a look at that... ...and hopefully we'll see it in the UK before long... ...at least one or two of the arcades we know... ...officially licensed as well, yeah... ...yep, so that's really cool... ...and also... Uh, the guy I was talking to, who, who's made this, who's, who's heading it up, he had, a, I think it was a Facebook message from Al Alcorn, who designed Pong, and mm. he said, "Remarkable effort and a fitting homage to the video game. You put a lot more effort into this than I did on the original Pong." <laughs> so that is such a compliment to this machine. If Al Alcorn likes it, it was a video gaming legend and a god of early games. Mm. It's got to be good. It looks really, really. Everyone, have a look at this. It's it's lit up with LEDs. It's so clever how it works and it works really really well. It's an amazing little thing. Cuz the first mm. one they did was huge, was a really big table and this one's sort of scaled down a little bit for the, I think for the home use. But it's really nice and they may be doing a bigger one for arcades I don't know. But it's still pretty uh substantially sized anyway. Yeah it, Re- is, it looks really shit. cool. One other thing I got to talk about as well, hopefully I think sometime next week I'm going to the early launch of the Four Quarters New Bar. Oh. So I will give a report back on that. But I'm really... Because the early launch is then, which is a few selected people, and then the later launch is a few days later. And I'll probably go mm. to both if I can. Because I think it's it's around my wife's birthday. It's not on the birthday, yeah. which we're going out and stuff and we're doing things over her weekend. A lot of our friends are coming over. Ben and Kerry are coming around as well, which would be nice. Mm. Uh, so I might be able to sort of go to both of those. It'd be nice to go to both of those, actually. I'll see if Alex wants to come as well. So that would be really cool. Make, meet Simon again. I haven't seen Simon for a while now. We'll have a good chat to him. And hopefully my diet will allow me to have a beer or two.
0: Well, I'm on a diet as well. and I fell off the diet wagon last night. But uh-huh. there you go.
1: Biscuits? Was it biscuits again? It was, a, it was a
0: burger and chips takeaway, I'm afraid.
1: Oh, you animal. I've been really good about staying on that. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all right, though. I've oh, got some Galloping Ghost news. They have, the Galloping Ghost, acquired Orcade. Did you know this? I didn't. A-U-R-C-A-D-E, which is the high score sort of website. And they also tell people where you can find games in arcades. So say you were looking to play Star Wars, it will tell you all the, the locations they've they've seen Star Wars that have all signed up to Arcade. And they also do a lot of uh, high scores. I, I registered at the Underground Retrocade when I played Dig Dug there, and he gave me an Arcade profile up for me and stuff. It's all free to use. And Orcade is doing a lot of tracks with scores, and that's what Doc wants to sort of promote, is all the high scores. And they're going to sort of nail down world records and stuff, and it's going to be really good. He's got some really good ideas for it, and hopefully Doc Matt can push it. And I also said to Pete Han, uh, his sort of right-hand man in the arcade, uh, could he get onto Andy Arcade Club and get a sort of profile risen there for uh, Arcade Club, so we can get some of our decent scorers on Orcade, like Charlie Farr and yourself and Mr. Tronads and and Paz and oh, all those yeah. kind of good players get some good scores in and get them sort of officially known as well and recognised. Because so I'm sure Mr. Mr. Farr can get a few more world records, apart from his Galaxian.
0: I'm sure he can, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be well, nice well, to get yeah. some of
1: our UK guys, especially at Arcade Club. Maybe Arcade Club would be interested in, in hosting arcade little tournaments and stuff, I don't know. Mm. That'd be awesome. So I've got them sort of to talk to each other anyway. I'm not sure what's going on, but hopefully that'll come ahead. But Arcade is brilliant, and it's going to be even better now, It does sound good, that Hmm.
0: arcade pickups.
1: So, have you got any? Before I reel through my millions. Oh, you've got you've got a big one. Pickups podcast, kids. This is (laughs) yeah, basically.
0: I haven't got it yet, but I've ordered a new car to come. You know, on the seventeen plates on the first of March. So, you're getting a
1: posh brand new car. Yeah. Oh, you tart, you.
0: Our other car is connected. Yeah, connected. You know when you just it gets to a point it's coming up to hundred thousand miles a little 1.2 quarter and it goes just like collapses everything's going wrong at once like
1: yeah it sounds like me at the moment actually we're just my...
0: spending and spending on it so we, we, it's got to go bless it
1: yeah that's good it's, it's basically my car isn't it it's the same Say version up, of a golf yeah it's a version yeah. of a golf isn't it really nice yeah. cars Mm. I think Mr. Tronos has got one of those as well, hasn't
0: he? He is. He gave me a lift over to Arcade Club and back last night. That's why I had burger and chips. Did he make because... you? No, because I was drinking.
1: Oh, I so see. Ah, uh, That's the catalyst, a few,
0: isn't it? I of, a few bottles of Mademoiselle San Miguel, and then my gaming went to pot. As it does. And I was so depressed I had to go and have a burger and chips.
1: <laughs> well, as long as you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it's great. Nice one on the new car, then, mate. You won't you won't regret it. They're really good cars.
0: Mm, yeah, I've done a bit of research, and I think that's the sort of the top end we can afford at the minute, even on like the finance deals they do.
1: They're really good cars, and, and some of the finance deals at the moment are great. I'm on one as well because I, mm. I got rid of my last one. I had a Polo, and I, w- I moved up to a Golf because I sort of handed it back after two years, and obviously I paid a bit off and blah blah blah, and got some other deals and stuff going on. They give you good deals. They're always willing to pay your car. And I've actually got a cab in the back of it, so that's also good. Oh. A little cab, mind.
0: Well, I'm still paying off an £8,000 loan for a truckload of custard creams.
1: Well, that's what happens when you eat custard creams to, to yeah. your level of stupidity. <laughs> right, let's do mine then. Um, not That's a few arcade ones, but mostly console games. We've been buying a few console stuff lately. So the first one is an Atari 7800. I had one before, I had a box one years ago, never really played and sold it on for decent money. And because I listened to Phil the No Swear Gamer, he's just finished off his seventy eight hundred game by game podcast. I think he's going through the classic games now. And also the right. Pi Factory podcast guys, Cosmic Allen and Allen Syndrome. Yeah, yeah. They, they, so well they play a lot <laughs> of seventy eight hundred and they're always going on about seventy eight hundred games. So I thought I'd get myself one. And I'll also buy myself or make myself a cartridge It can take EEPROMs so I don't have to buy games for it. I can just you know, burn my own EEPROMs to it and sort of play yeah. them game by game. But what I'm thinking of doing is I'm not really a collector like you, especially of these games because they just take up loads of space and I've got the space. What I'm thinking of doing is because it's not a massive thing to do is I might just collect cart-only arcade ports for the 7800 because mm. there are some good arcade ports for it. You can get, I think you can get clacks on it. Uh, There's a really good version of Food Fight, considered one of the best home versions of Food Fight. I'm looking at a pole position two in front of me right now. There's some Mm -hmm. good ones on there, some duffers as well, but I mean, there's some good ones. And I think just cart only, if it's just 20 or 30 cartridges maybe, I could probably do that. And they're not terribly expensive either, so that'd be pretty cool. I've already got it home. I got it from a guy. It was unknown whether it worked or not. And Mm -hmm. I, I actually got it working on RF. Have you ever put a console on RF lately? You know, the old TV lead. No, terrible picture. It was like it, it worked though. So I was like, right, I know it works. And I was playing on a brand, a sort of new TV on a like fifty-inch screen. It looked terrible. It's ghosty, and it was horrible. It looked really bad. But the nice thing is that machine's got asteroids built in, so you didn't need any carts to test it. So mm. I knew it worked. I got a little, um, a little, a little AV mod, and plugged it on in. Put some holes in the side of it. Put some AV plugs in it, and it works on AV now. it's a much, much better screen. It's a really, really nice picture now. So that's pretty cool. And also changed out the, the power plug because it didn't have a power supply with it either. And I know it only works on 9 volts and it had a weird two-pin power supply because it had a really, really weird power supply that only worked with the 7800, which was like odd. So I, I ripped that out and put a standard one in there and it just uses a standard power supply now. Mm. Doing these mods are really, really simple. So if anyone's ever put off by you know, buying a cheap console and it hasn't got a power supply, or whatever, you can make your own up with them. They're really simple. But the next one i got is a ColecoVision, which has also got some good arcade ports. They're always about arcade ports for me. Always. I wouldn't buy a machine unless it's got good arcade ports. So I've got this, and this has got a really weird power supply. It takes three different power supplies. It's got a four-pin plug, which takes ground, plus 12 volts, plus 5 volts, and minus 5 volts, which, as you may know, is exactly the same as an arcade machine or a jammer machine. So what I can actually do is I can adapt an arcade-switching power supply to run on this thing, which I'll probably have to because I haven't got a proper power supply for it. Mm. So I'm going to mod that, and apparently you can do a mod to the RAM in it. This is getting a little bit more complicated. You can change the RAM on it to slightly more modern RAM that doesn't use all those weird voltages. It only uses 5 volts, and apparently the plus 12 is for one of the controllers I haven't got. So I could probably just run it on plus 5 volts. Mm-hmm. So, I will be tinkering with that in the future and probably put it up on the Tinkerings page because it hasn't got any controllers with it either. Because I have to sort of mess about with some controllers to get it work Because they've got the weird number pads on like the Intellivision ones as well.
0: Oh, this right, I'm just trying to think what they are the Atari 7800 controllers.
1: The Atari 7800, they had the Americans got a thing called the Pain line, they called it the Pro Line, they called it the Pain line because it was so hard to use. But this is what we got in Europe. It's like a little, right? Almost like a NES controller with a D-pad, a little removable joystick, and two buttons. They're not bad little little things, but the, the joystick tends to stick a little bit. I think I'm gonna make a new joystick for it. Have 3D printer?
0: Yeah, the one I'm thinking of is the American one that looks like kind of like a wedge shape. With it's horrible. Like a chip, yeah, with a chip shop stick kind of thing on the
1: top. Nobody uses those. And mm. the 5200 one was an analog one without a centering spring. They were even it, worse, apparently. Yeah. So I got the 7800, got the ColecoVision. I haven't tried the ColecoVision yet because I've got to make that silly power supply for it. But the 7800 is really, really good. I got a bunch of stuff from Bobby Idod, who's helped me out Mm. at no end with cartridges and that AV mod he sent me. He sent me a ColecoVision game, Donkey Kong, without a cartridge cover on it because he had a spare. All sorts of stuff. So that was really, really cool of him. Uh, I got that weird RAM chip for my Famicom that I needed. It wasn't working properly. Mm -hmm. from uh, Tim Matthews from UK VAC and that works now. I'm so happy it works again. I plugged it in, and it hasn't missed a beat since. But I've got plans for that Famicom. I'm I'm (laughs) going to mod it to death. You're going to put it in a cab? No, but put it in something else other than a Famicom case. Put it that way. I've already done bits of it. I'll show you later, but the listeners will have to uh, keep an eye on the Tinkerings page for that.
0: Do you know what you could put it in?
1: What's that? A a sandwich sandwich box.
0: box. A calzone? Wouldn't that be good?
1: Ooh, You'd I like think calzones. Be lying on your on your
0: desk on your desktop. Someone's saying, "Do you want some of that calzone?" Actually, mate, it's a console.
1: Yes, yeah, a Famicom. <laughs> it's, in, in a month's time, it's gone green and black, and it smells weird. You would have to change the case. I think you Very would. Awesome. You have to bake a new case every week. Yeah. So, other stuff, boring stuff. I've got some 0.4-inch wide sockets for the ram on my centipede. I just changed the ram on my centipede. Still doesn't work. Rubbish. Always struggling with that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I can't fix stuff. I can change things round and try stuff and shotgun stuff, and that's my limit, really. So, hopefully I'll get it fixed in the future. Phil Murray is going to lend me his centipede board next time I see him while he fixes my one. So he's got uh, one of mine at the moment. I've got one here, so I've got two broken ones. He's going to give me his working one for a little while while he fixes it, because he's doing a load of other stuff at the minute. So that would be nice to get that going. I really want to play my Centipede. Uh, A new Vectrex multi-cart because my SD one kept going a bit weird and not working properly. Apparently, it's got problems Mm. with it. So I bought this one, which has got dip switches on it, and it's got 64 games on it. It works a treat. It's it's an unboxed cart, so I have to do a tinkering with my 3D printer to make a cart case for it, I think. Mm. But also... The thing that came with that from RetroElectronic.com, which I've put a link in, everyone go there. They've got some really cool multi-cartridges and SD cartridges for consoles. He sent me uh, an EEPROM Vectrex card as well, so I can put single games on EEPROMs on it. Oh, that's that was good. really, really nice. Of him, I wasn't expecting that. It was really, really nice of the guy. I think he's a French guy, and that was really good of him. So I'm going to use that for single games and use it for the test card as well, so I can test um, things on my Vectrex. But, yeah, it's also good when new homebrew games come out because I think it's quite difficult putting more games on the 64-in-1 because it's got a, a chip on there and you have to arrange the games in a certain way. Well, I don't know how to do that, but I can put the single games on an EPROM and just put them straight into Vectrex, proper hardware. So I'm really pleased with that one. And this is another arcade one. This is a good one, this is. It's a Pi to Jammer interface. We've mm, talked about this. Remember yeah. our mate Lewis got one in the shop and he's been playing with it? It is a little device that plugs straight into a jammer harness on an, an arcade cabinet. You put a, a Pi in the bottom of it, a Raspberry Pi mini computer in the bottom of it, with an image on the SD card you download from their site, and you put your ROMs on a USB stick. because so it takes the ROMs off the USB stick. And I've played around with it. It needs quite a lot of setting up. I'm not going to talk about it just yet because I'm still trying to get it right, get things sorted on it. But I've played a few games on it, and the games are indistinguishable from the arcade version. Because mm. in my horizontal pony, which I've got the, the pie to jammer in at the moment, it's also had, just recently, my Bosconian PCB in there. Mm. I put Bosconian on there, got the resolution set on it, and it looked exactly the same and played exactly the same. No but, lag. No lag at all. It was really... Obviously, had scan lines because the, the machine has got scan lines on the screen anyway. It's a proper arcade monitor. There's no messing about with any interfaces between the monitor and the pi it does it all itself very quick on startup as well it loads quite quickly so we will talk about in the future we're trying to get the software sorted at the moment i'm helping out the the guy who makes it uh, with a few other people on a little facebook messenger we all talk together and it's it is impressive and i'm putting a lot of feedback towards him so hopefully we'll get something nailed down it'd be really really cool this thing i think quite impressed Mm. so we'll talk about that in the future hopefully in two weeks time i can do a decent review on it i hope i really hope to right you ready for this we've got a new feature this is your new feature this is called
0: arcade victorian insults
1: (laughs) and every every show we're going to insult one of our listeners with some victorian insults right shall we go ahead and do the first one yes I say, Victor, my old food salad,
0: I understand with great regret that Young's upstart Vip has bettered your score on Alien
1: Syndrome. I feel he has. That fellow is a flapdoodle if ever I saw one.
0: That's him flipping told.
1: Listener feedback.
0: Okay, we have some feedback. We have lots of feedback, actually. Thank you very much, kids. Vip and neil 205 hated our featured game. So did I. Yes. Charlie Fire and Ian Cullen defended it.
1: They didn't defend hard enough.
0: And Paul McCaskey gave us a link to a completely mental Parker Brothers Atari 2600 commercial for the game, Amadar, which Ooh. is what we...
1: We'll have to put that in the show notes. I haven't seen that yet.
0: It's just...
1: Well, it makes about as much sense as the game. Is it bonkers?
0: Yeah, there's a man dressed up as a paint roller running running over a backdrop that looks like a grid chased by men in pig costumes.
1: They did do a lot of hallucinogenic love drugs back then, didn't they?
0: Probably. Mm. Nineteen eighty two. Could have mm, done.
1: Yeah, I think so. Mm. So Maximum Phil, listening to the let Podcast. And is he liked to interview with Andy, arcade club? Makes him wish he had one in Newcastle. You mm. can't you can't have an arcade club everywhere. I wish we could. I'd have one in my back garden. Mm. Vip. I've called him
0: Viptastic. Viptastic. What, what do you reckon Vipster? Or VIPTO you reckon Vip Vipster? Vipto, like the drink Vimto. Vipto. Vipto. I like it. Vipto. Peeing myself laughing at 10 pence arcade, telling Sean Holly to give his wife a Cadbury finger. Oi! <laughs>
1: that, that, that is a confectionery item. That's all it is. Behave. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with sharing a finger-shaped confectionery item with your loved one. <laughs> Tagster. I'm in Australia. No one will beat my highest score on Amadar. At 39,033 feet. Even Charlie Far. He was playing this on the plane back home, I take it. Yeah. Great podcast, guys. Hope Victor gets to try out a few Australian biscuits unless that swine Sean Holly eats them all. I added swine to that. Also, can we add Astro Invaders to the listeners' game list? Great spin on Space Invaders. Nice. We could do. I have had a couple more of those biscuits. Stop but try- eating my share of the biscuits. Darren Dasborg is sending some more over. Oh, well, I still want my share.
0: Mm, the Tim Tams are gone. The hundreds and thousands... The, all Whoa. the little chocolate things are mostly gone. Oh, you but... bastard. <laughs> I can't help it. There is um, there is one called a Vovo, right? Which I've just opened up. That so sounds you're... rude. You've still got... Oh, the Vovo! You've still got a chance to have these, because there's some left. And what they are, it's like... A, a just one piece of biscuit covered with like a coconut cream kind of thing with a strip of jam down the middle so it tastes like a jammy dodger mixed with a coconut cream biscuit together
1: i like the sound of that
0: it is it's nice it's nice hmm. biscuit as well it's not not really tough biscuit okay anyway no it's not a biscuit podcast is it no no peter came on sweden he, he is suggesting susume mile smile seems like a fun game for the podcast and then so, he said, "Oh, I need to check the start. I need to start checking the posted date before diving for my phone to download a new episode." Because he, he thinks he's playing our podcast game, and he's like three podcasts behind. Oops! This game is very weird. I've had a quick look at it. Never heard of it. No, I hadn't. And you're like a, a creep. There's a you're around the outside of a maze,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: you extend like a snake into the maze and pick up stuff. But if anything hits your part of your snake, you die.
1: That sounds like so Anteater.
0: It's, yeah, it's a bit like Anteater, a bit like Kicks, And you, you've got a, a button to withdraw your snake You know, with, withdraw your snake quickly.
1: That's exactly Anteater.
0: Mm, it looks well, quite good, It sounds actually. like a
1: new version of Anteater. will oh, check it out, check it out. Yeah, cute, cutie graphics. Charlie Farr, at me and you, could you please put Carnival on the game list if it's not been played? No. It's on. No, because I know how good he is at it. No. It's on. No, 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 no. No no
0: no, 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 Benson Rad. No. Listen, number four, another great podcast, chaps. Always looks forward to them. Keep it up. The side art on that Alien Syndrome cab is awesome. I like your tinkering's page you've added to the website. Nice to have it all in one place.
1: More tinkerings nice. coming and some old tinkerings I'm going to write up soon as well when I get time. This is a new one from a guy called Andrew in the USA. He hasn't given his last name, but Andrew, thanks for writing in. Hey guys, some listener feedback. been listening for a while and love the Brit vibe when taking on some other arcade community news. There are a few podcasts spreading up here and there, but I enjoyed yours to the USA and Flicky song. Here is a couple of videos of my basement. Sounds like you guys are not going to kill me for having a couple home builds and a couple of main resto mods into other cabs. Uh, I am going to kill him for it, actually. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. No. Oh, I don't kill He says this is the most recent update for 2017, and I've put a link in our show notes for his video. It's a very good video. His video is well worth a watch. I like how he's implemented visual pinball on a vertical screened cocktail cabinet. He's actually put flipper buttons on either side of the control panel because he's put another. He's instead of putting a flat control panel like the old Space Invaders, he's put like a sort of Japanese one, which sort of it sticks out a little bit and it's, they've got the controls on top. And he's put some flipper buttons on either side of it, so you can play pinball on a little controller in front of you. It looks really smart. And one thing I would suggest is make the same panel for the opposite side, because he's got the normal panel on the side. It doesn't look quite uniform. You know I'm like with OCD and getting things exactly the same both sides. Mm. But also, if he did that on the other side, with two players on the other side as well, he could play four-player games on his cocktail cab. Four-player Warlords, anyone?
0: Mm. You know
1: it makes sense. He also needs to retrofit all his flat screens to CRTs. He's got a lot of flat screens, mm. but they're in more modern games like Time Crisis, whatever two I think he's got. He's got some racing car games, the more modern ones, and they sort of suit flat screens, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, I suppose so.
1: Very, very clear as well on this, and his, his arcade looks really smart. It's not got so many games I would have in mind. He's got like NBA basketball and some sort of those kind of games I call American games. They're very, very popular in America. But he's got mm. a good little selection. He's got like a little bar area as well. And I think he's got some other kind of games you'd find in a sort of amusement area. Really good mm. video. Really good little games room.
0: Oh, I've not, not looked at that. I'll have to check it it's out. It's really
1: good. I wish I had a basement. The Americans have got these basements and they're massive. They're so lucky. I was talking to someone about that the other day. Yeah, they, they, not
0: everyone, but there's, it's a much more common thing, isn't it, to have, an, have oh, a yeah. basement?
1: Yeah, and the basement is usually the same size as the house, but obviously underground. Mm. so you have like lots of little rooms like when I was visiting people in America we went to a, a wedding of one of our friends and we went to a, their mum's house and they're downstairs in, in the basement they had like a big foosball table and like bedrooms for people to set up and showers and a laundry room it would have made I, was just, I just went down there I was looking at it and, and wife looked at me and said I know what you're thinking I was like oh yeah this would have made <laughs> an excellent arcade it was like five times bigger than my garage at least so yeah it would be brilliant yeah. So the next one is Craig G. Totally agree with Benson Rad. Brilliant podcast. I've enjoyed every podcast you've done. Alien Syndrome is very nice. Thank
0: you, Craig. Rolly Retro. Now listening to this one on the commute. It even kept me awake on the last train home after several pints. Oh, well done. And I normally fall asleep and miss my stop. Sharing my thoughts on Alien Syndrome. A good game, but let let down by some phoned-in graphics on certain levels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like like they just ran out of time, he's put. Just stick some horns on a swan neck.
1: Yep, that's what I said. Just stick some horns on a swan neck. Oof. This is a big one from Neil, 20 to 5. Hi, guys, and a brilliant start to another year's podcasting. I really like this episode, mainly because so many things were pertinent to where I'm at myself just now. So even though you do not know, know it at the time, thank you, guys. I've made a news resolution to definitely turn my garage into a more welcoming space this year like Victor's doing. I too am hoping for greatness with Nintendo Switch, but time will tell. Sean, I loved Rogue One as well, thought it was really good, loved the resurgence of some characters. Say no more. Hey, now
0: what I mean, now what I mean, notch,
1: notch, now what I mean, say no more. Good to hear from Andy Arcade Club. I'll be there Saturday the 4th of Feb if anyone's going around, not sure of timings yet. Sean, I hope you get your candy, Candy Cab. I recently got a Sega new Astro City, which is just so nice. Victor, I'm really keen to hear a mini-review of your Jammer Pie rig once you have it up and running. And you will, Neil, my dear. Victor, <laughs> your tweeted photo of your wood, ooh uh, misses, reinvigorated my own plans. This is the cabinet side I've got for a new tinkering in my garage at the moment. Mm. Re- reinvigorated my own own plans, which have languished over the festive period, but now up and running once more. And lastly, dare I mention, save states. I really don't have an opinion. You guys are getting me playing old games that, in some cases, are long since forgotten and would never make my game list. As long as we are playing them, surely that is the main thing. I mean, the score's just an aside. Like some friendly banter, we all know Mr. Far will win anyway. (laughs) After all, the man is simply amazing. He's a robot. Personally, I don't use them, mainly because my main rig doesn't have a keyboard, but I figure that I like to play them as close and how they were intended to be played, but it really doesn't matter, does it? No, it doesn't. As no. long as yeah, you're not cheating you, on the scores, we don't really mind.
0: It's enjoying it. It's all about enjoyment and fun and laughter and walks in and the rainbows forest
1: And rainbows and unicorns. With your loved ones.
0: Anyway, Vipto, as it's now called. Hi, Vic and Sean. Guys, I feel terrible for taking my ball home the other day, but Amidar was teeth-pullingly frustrated. Yes,
1: it was. He was right to take his ball home with him
0: and put a as- knife through it. Oh, essentially, I feel the bad guys establish behavioural patterns, but then in later levels, manage to learn new skills. For example, the outside guy who travels in an anti-clockwise square somehow manages to learn how to track you later on. That's a feature in the yes, game. Yes, it
1: is actually. I, re- yeah. I knew that. Yeah.
0: Not cool, is put. Also, more than any other game, I felt it was too hard to score score points. So I'm sorry for not have for having an Ami Mardi, a mardi caused by Amid- amidar.
1: For foreign listeners, Amadi is a, uh, how would you say? A bad mood. A, yeah, a bad mood. Getting in a bad mood and, and stressing out.
0: Amadi. But I am sorry you had to see that one on Twitter. Ha ha. I wish you both good biscuits. That young upstart, Vipto. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for the podcast, which I enjoy a great deal. It's for Vippers. Vippers. <laughs> but that's been better, isn't it? So we've got Viptastic.
1: I say, bring Vippers down from upstairs. Yes, vippers. Get in the scullery, vippers. We're going for vippers. we're going for vippers. vippers. Okay. All
0: right, and that's it. I think, kids, for the for the feedback. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for writing in. Shout out. First one for me, Bobby Idod, the patron saint of cartridges. Mm. That's his new name. They helped me out with an AV mod and a few carts, my Atari 700 and ColecoVision, and lots of information he's been telling me. He's very good with the consoles, is our uh, Bobby. Very good.
0: I bet Bobby's postman hates him.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got, he has millions of things delivered. I sent him uh, an Intellivision ECS. His right, well. weighed 2.6 kilos. Mm. That's going to mess the My Hermes geezer up. <laughs> Another one is Jake Smith, a patron saint of manly beards.
0: Yeah! I will smash straight his face!
1: Is he? Your beard. Is. Your beard pales in comparison compared to his.
0: It's an impressive beard, and it's like the same colour as his hair, which mine is not.
1: Yes, your your beard isn't skin coloured. No, <laughs> my
0: my beard is just white now. It's bad in it. With bits of egg in it and, and burger. Uh,
1: yeah, well that that's that's helpful if you're hungry later on. It's a feature. Mm. A beard yeah, it's feature. Not a, <laughs> it's not a bug. It's a feature. Well, Jake Smith, um, he's helping me out procure an Apple Macintosh. You know the original classic Macs? Yeah. The little smiley face ones? I want one just as a novelty, really, to put in the arcade. you know, I'm going to try and tart my arcade up a little bit, make it a little bit more friendly. I want mm. to put an Apple Macintosh in there. It's actually a Macintosh Plus. With just a little game of Space Invaders or Pac-Man or something. Just for real- it's a little black and white screen. It's own little sort of involved thing. And I've always wanted one. They always look really nice. Just cute little sort of ornaments. But if it was working, even better. So he's going to help me out with that. And I might have to buy something to put stuff on it. But it will also do my Apple II, which I haven't really played that much. So thank you very much, Jake, for helping me out there. We had a good uh, Skype talk about stuff. And I showed him a few things to do with Famicoms and all sorts of other stuff. And he's got so much gear, it's unreal. He's a hoarder, that man. A bearded hoarder, we call him. (laughs) Also, another thank you and a shout-out to Dean Lezolais who has now fixed my Atari 2600 Junior fully, and it's on its way back. I even got the dodgy EPROM cart to work properly too, which I couldn't mm-hmm. get to work. That's really cool.
0: I'm going to give a shout-out to Mr. Trollnads for giving me a lift and back to our K-Club yesterday. Thank you, Mr. Trollnads. <laughs> I...
1: Did you get bits <laughs> of burger in his car?
0: No, no, he dropped me off at the takeaway. Oh, I see. Because I'm only five minutes away.
1: Mm-hmm. Another one is to Jochen, Christian, Frank and Lewis. All working together, and myself, to improve the functionality and front end of the Pi to Jammer. There's loads of good feedback going on and being acted upon. I'm just giving my feedback on how an arcade purist like me, and people who probably listen to this podcast, would possibly want the front end and some functionality to work out on it. But they're doing lots of other bits as well for it. Lewis has also helped me up by answering my daft Linux questions, because I don't know anything about Linux. It's really difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And basically being a good egg. So the best egg. We have the best eggs listening to our podcast. We free range. Free, free range, the best eggs. That's what Lewis yes. is. Yes, it's a free range egg. Oh, this one, I echo this one as well.
0: Yeah, Maximum Paul from the Maximum Power Up podcast. He's just put an announcement on Facebook, I think, last night. Mm. Myself and Carrie are very happy to announce the birth of baby Theo, who arrived at 10 to 11, no, hang on, two minutes to 11 last night, weighing in at £8.04.
1: That's a good lad. Carrie and Baby are doing well. Nice good one. job. Actually, R- no, really good job. Well done, both of you. I think Theo's a lovely name as well. It's a really cool little name. Mm. That's a big lad. Get him a, get him a console controller in his hand already. I think I was eight pounds wow. when I was born. Something yeah, like that. I think I was as well, actually. I'm a big, 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 mm. big baby. <laughs> We're still big babies. Nothing's big ba- changed. Yeah, we, we are, changed. actually. <laughs> and the next feature... Tech tips. Right, this is either tech tips or music quiz, and this time we've got a little announcement and a music quiz. The big right. tech tip is gonna be a whole cabinet from the ground up. When my back feels a little bit better, I'm gonna start shaping the the 18mm Malaysian plyboard in my garage into a cabaret dig dug cabinet. Wow. It's gonna go alongside my centipede cap, it's the same shape as my centipede cap. And I've also got, come in, they haven't cut it up yet, but the wood store in my work, they actually do vinyl blacked wood. So you know, you know on a lot of cabs they have the vinyl stuck to them already. Well, this yeah. has actually got a textured black vinyl on it already on chipboard, and they're going to cut it out for me. And this is going to be the front, the back, the back door, the back parts of the cabinet. So I won't have to paint it or stick vinyl to it. It's going to be vinyled already. And I can't wait, because it looks really professional when you get it like that. It looks exactly how it would look when it came out of the factory. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to stain the sides of it, make it look like proper wood grain without having to put silly vinyl on it. Mm. And it's going to be a good one. And I shall shall do little bits and bobs for it and and write it all up on the Tinkering's page as well. But you've already got a Dig Dug, haven't you? I've got a Euro Dig Dug. I want a Cabaret Dig Dug.
0: Mm.
1: And however good the Dig Dug cabaret turns out i may use that it's going to have proper hardware in it obviously i may use that as my proper dig dug cabinet and sell the euro which i said i'd never do but if i'm getting another cabinet to play dig dug i might do that so that may be for sale in the future but we'll see how it goes
0: mm. Mm. Mm, good for you
1: so that is that for the tech tips but you've got a music quiz for me i take it yes you did one last week so i've got one mm-hmm.
0: and hopefully it's five five little interludes hopefully they're not too difficult but not too easy yes i've I've, I've got that i've got that middle ground you know what i mean
1: yes i hope i get them all right i'm usually quite good at this are you ready i'm ready for the first one give me the first one
0: here we go should be an easy one frogger easy frogger yeah frogger next one you might not get this Bank Panic no they
1: play that tune in Bank Panic but it's in, that is a different version of it they play that tune that's oh Susanna isn't it I don't know I'll get back to that one okay next one ooh, ooh you got me on that one Ghost and Goblins yay
0: right next one you should get this I wouldn't have got this Donkey Kong 3 easy yeah, yeah, because
1: Alex had it, I know that.:
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have got that.:
1: Oh, <laughs> that's a shooter.:
0: No, it's not a shooter It's not a shooter. No. Mm. We have done it as a featured game a long, long time ago.
1: Okay, I'll get, we'll do that at the end again. We'll get back to that one. I'll try and get them two I didn't get. Right, okay. The O Susanna one, the Pie Factory podcast, did a game with that tune in it recently. I can't remember which game it is. I think it's that. It is kind of Western-ish. Okay, let's do that at the end again. I'll have another stab at it, which right. is exactly what you're going to get when we talk about this uh, Amadar game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Featured Game Review. This game is the lovely Amidar from Konami nineteen eighty one, distributed in America by Stern, which is actually a harder version of Stern ROM. Re-released on Scramble Hardware in nineteen eighty two. Oh, it's right. a four-way stick for movement and one button labelled Jump. But you don't jump, they do. Mm-hmm. Inspired by a Japanese drawing game,
1: Amidakuji. Amidakuji. Oh.
0: Hence the name Amidar.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Tell me about the gameplay, because I hate this game. I'm just oh. going to give you grief all the way through the review now. So, I, I, so, so I am it.
0: really surprised, I really am. Mm. It's a three-level game, and kind of like a cross between Pac-Man and Kicks, Which is never a good thing. On the first level, you play a gorilla collecting coconuts around a grid of boxes. <laughs> that's my gorilla impression, Do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> that's alright, yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure why that's relevant, but... Yeah. Avoid the Amidars, which are the enemies, and they look like little Zulu guys to me. Collect all the coconuts around a box to fill it in a solid blue colour on the first level. The level is complete when all boxes are filled in blue. Okay. You then get a bonus round where a pig flies across the top of a screen of yellow tracks. Well, as this you is do. what
1: this is what the first level sounds like. Tunes. i like that so mm. the next one is the bonus level yeah what do you do on the bonus round
0: yeah the pig flies across the top of a screen of yellow tracks you press jump to set the pig off down a track and you've got to pick the right track that, that ends in the banana at the bottom of the screen and you get five thousand bonus points
1: and this if, is where the amidakuji thing comes in because it's to do with when you go across the the lines when you hit a point it turns the other way and that's yeah. how you work out where the pigs... You go from the, the bananas back up to the pig.
0: Yeah, cos pigs love bananas. Right.
1: And when it hits on the bit you need to land on, it goes and it follows the track, and you you can work out where the track's going to go to get to the bananas. And that's how the bad guys move as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's all, it's all based on a deterministic movement Ooh. called... Am, am, yeah, yeah. Amikaduji. I'd have look that up. Amikaduji is the type of movement, Amidar movement. Oh. Anyway, if the pig lands on a banana at the bottom of the screen, you get your 5,000 bonus points. Couldn't do that. This can be worked out easily enough by tracing your route from the banana back up the screen with your finger.
1: Did you not do that? I did do that, and I ended up with loads of little finger marks all over my screen where I hadn't dusted it for a while. Yeah, mine too. So is, I had yeah. to wipe that off. <laughs> I did do it, but I couldn't work it out, and I, I play this game so little, I didn't even bother. Oh ooh
0: Gonna put some rather jolly music on then.
1: Yeah this is a bonus screen music and I do I do like the music on the game that's the only thing I like the game.
0: Mm. On the third screen you are a paint roller avoiding pigs. God uh, excuse, knows what they were. Excuse me. What? Uh, uh,
1: mm. Okay. It, it goes from a monkey with little sort of Zulu fellas following around to a paint roller with pigs. Is it a nightmare level or something?
0: I don't know, yeah. It's odd. You now have to paint around each box on the grid to colour it in, but you can only paint adjacent squares. You're like you're like picking up the paint from one square and moving it along. So move too far yeah. away from a painted box and the paint runs out. The paint you roller
1: runs out, doesn't it? Which makes sense if you're a paint roller.
0: Yeah. yeah I go, I go get
1: that. I get that. Maybe that's why they use a paint roller, not a monkey. Mm. Okay. Each box contains
0: a number which indicates the number of points received when you fill it in. So it's it's more difficult this bit.
1: Yep, and it sounds like this.
0: Then it is back to the bonus round, which is the tracks one, you know you've got to press the button and hopefully land on a banana. Land
1: on a banana.
0: Then the griller level repeats with slightly different grid and colours, mm-hmm. and you get an extra enemy. Oh, up, up to a maximum of seven enemies. Seven? That's
1: insane. I couldn't it's, play with bloody three. It's very hard. I think it starts Ooh. with four, doesn't it? Or Start maybe. Four. I didn't oh, really yeah. notice.
0: Right, you have a few tricks you do to help you clear the griller and paint roller screens. The three jumps will make the amidars jump on the screen and not you, so you can pass quickly under them if mm. you get stuck in a little tight corner there you only get one jump added up to a maximum of three when you complete a level so if you use all three jumps on one level and don't die
1: yeah
0: next level you start with one jump oh okay but you get all your jumps back if you lose a life Mm -hmm. filling in all four corners of the grid or maze or whatever you call it will make the amidars change color like pac-man it's like like getting the energizer in pac-man yeah and you can run over the amadars for a certain amount of time, and well, they'll flash three times. After the third flash, get out away the because they're going yeah. back to normal.
1: And you can kill them, and they come—they come, they come back again, don't they?
0: Yeah, they do. You mm-hmm. can—you can knock them off them when you go over them. We were trying to work this out last night. You can knock them off the maze if you—if they—if you hit them vertically, they fall straight off the bottom of the screen. Okay. If you hit them when they're on the horizontal line, they hang on the line. Have you oh, seen yeah. Them? They wobble on the line, and then they get back on it when the, the energizer kind of thing is running oh, out. Ah,
1: so it's best to hit them up and down to knock them off. Yeah. And they've got to start in the corner again, I take it? They drop down from the top. Oh, okay.
0: Mm. And I think you can get killed when they drop. Well, on, on the version we were playing last night, which is a bootleg board called Amigos at Arcade Club, they were dropping down from the top of the level when she killed them and landing on you and killing you. Oh, and that's never happened on the Amidar board I've been playing on.
1: Oh right. Slightly different. So it might, now. Be,
0: might, be something, might be something just particular to that board.
1: Ooh. What are your play tips and secrets, Mr. Marland? Uh turn it off. I thought you were gonna say that. Yep, turn it off, go play something else. It's awful game, hated it. <laughs> I played it about four times. It's been refreshing not to play a rubbish game. I just could not do it. I played it, did like a level or one and a half levels maybe. Just mm. could not play the game. So did you
0: not give it the hour rule? My hour no rule. No we'll way. I was
1: not wasting an hour in my time. Not in my moods at the moment. No chance. It might it
0: might just click. No, it, it might won't just click.
1: It's a horrible game. <laughs> Never like right, it. Right, my, my play tips
0: and secrets. Wait till the Amadars are close before getting the fourth corner of a grid. Then you can get them all pretty easily. They flash three times before changing back to the old aggressive bar
1: bar people we know and love. Mm. Learn the movement of the bad guys. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't I know how they move, but when they gang up towards you, it's wor- it's difficult working out what two or three of them are gonna do. And I just couldn't do it. I think the best thing to do when you when you play it is just to keep away from them. So as they because they go down the screen and then they go back up the screen and then go down. So when they're down the bottom, you go up the top and just fill in all your squares. And as they're coming up towards you, go down behind them, because they don't come back after you. Mm. it's only the guy that goes around the outside of the screen when you're running out of time he comes into the screen and chases you he's the only one that actually chases you but the other guys just sort of flop around on their own don't they
0: yeah the main enemies will travel from the top to the bottom of the screen taking a turn at every horizontal junction on the grid whether it's left or right everyone so you mm-hmm. can sort of You've got to keep your eye out, but you can predict where they're going to go. When they reach the bottom, they go back up again after moving along one square. When they reach the bottom, they go back up again. You can work out what they're going to do and stay out of the way. That's quite hard to do, actually, but you can kind of work it out.
1: Yeah, I because I my brain would not work it out. That's why I hated the game. I couldn't play
0: it. <laughs> the white Amadar travels around the perimeter of the maze for a number of laps and then chases you, mimicking your movements exactly, except for when you pause. So if you, if you pause, he'll carry on going. So he, he copies exactly what you've done. Depending on how far you are in the game, he will, he will do less laps and follow you quicker. And I think the guys speed up as well.
1: Mm. I can't imagine the game with seven guys after you. That would be just madness.
0: Yeah, it does get hard. Mm. I don't think I've got to seven. I think I've got to six. Wow. Graphics and sound, I always like the sound on this. Nice chirpy tunes, decent sound effects. Graphics are clear and weird as hell. I like them. Looks very dated now, but this obviously was 1981
1: or 82. Yeah, very, very dated. Very simple graphics. I do quite like the tunes a little bit. That's the kind of tune you'd hear in an arcade back Mm. in the day when you were little. You'd always hear either Carnival or or this or Frogger going, and it's one of the quite loud ones. It was always quite loud. So you always Mm. sort of knew Amidar was around. But I just could not get on with the game. It's, it's the 10 pence effect. Hated it. I know it's a classic oh. game, but I just could not. And I used to play it. I used to play the version that Llamasoft brought out on the VIC-20 when I was a kid. I think it's called Trax. And I just oh. cannot play it now. I'm going to actually delete it off my main machine. <laughs> Seriously, when I hate something that much, I delete it. Oh, Rolling D- Thunder's gone. Me. That's gone. Yeah, quite a few games have oh. gone. Megazone's gone. Megazone's good. Megazone's terrible. It's a big pile of steaming horse poo. <coughs> right. Tell me some scores. There's some good scores going on. Some really good scores. Oh, I like. I like the. I like the two at the top, especially the way round they are. <laughs>
0: people played it a lot, and the the, the the top players just kept inching their scores up. Mm. So some people loved it. Some people did. Yeah. So mini missile number two. Two thousand two hundred forty mini missile number one, three thousand eight hundred sixty. Well played, minis. Matthew Bridge, very late score. I've just got it on the scoreboard. Seven thousand four hundred. Stacy King, eleven thousand nine hundred. Tin brother of bronze, godfather of um, nylon. Nylon twenty and a half thousand. Victor Marland. Oh, I've got that in the wrong order, haven't I? Victor Marland twenty two thousand. Yeah.
1: Paul. Just Paul, Paul. No. No.
0: Paul McCaskey twenty two twenty five thousand two hundred Ross Ross twenty six nine Cine Steve twenty seven four Michael List twenty eight nine Vip Vipster Vipto Vip vipper Vippers livington Yells yeah. Vippers twenty twenty nine and a half thousand Mick Orwell thirty eight and a half thousand Andrew Driver thirty eight and a half thousand and a bit more. Neil twenty to five forty nine five hundred. Mark happy dude fifty seven four eighty. Mark K seventy six five twenty. Chris Moon Chris Bootleg seventy six seven forty. Mm, Chris good. Chris CMP eighty one thousand. Me eighty two thousand two hundred. I'm pleased with that score. I, I never got anywhere near that when I was like thirteen. So I'm, I am pleased with it, even though it's nowhere near the top players. Rob Player Missile has done himself proud. What a he
1: fantastic really score. has. Normally, Rob is down the bottom of the lists. This, he's in the top five. He says it's the best game we've
0: done, in his opinion, since Flicky.
1: He is an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Rob, no you're not. I'm glad you enjoyed it, mate, and you did such a good score as well. Brilliant score, well done. Let's give him one of these. A resonant ping. resonant ping for that man.
0: Only reserved for royalty. Arcade royalty. Ian Cullen in fourth place. Ooh, with 135,300, a massive score. Mr. Trollnads. He's done he's... well. Whoa, did he do well? I didn't
1: he do well?
0: He's good at this this type of game, I think. 151,000. Mm. And in second place, who's normally first place. Oh, yes. Mr. Charlie Farr with 218,000.
1: <coughs> And all
0: the way from Australia, Mr. Tagster, 248,790 points. He must have been playing for ages to get that. At
1: 18,000 feet as well, or whatever he was at, 33,000 feet.
0: He's done so well. It's well nice done. to
1: see someone else at the top rather than Mr. Far for a change. <laughs> well done, guys. Well done, everyone, for playing. Thank you for playing. Yeah. I don't know you managed it, but you did. Now, the cabinet art, this is one thing about the game I do like. Mm. Now, the cabinet art on the official Stern machine. The official Stern machine is, I think it's exactly the same shape as a scramble, which is another cab I really like. And Mm. the Amadar font on the marquee is awesome. It's like a shiny writing. It's really good. And you've got a little bike with a, I think it's supposed to be one of the bad guys behind the writing. You've got a monkey behind there as well. It's got a really Mm. nice blue and red marquee around the screen. And the screen is quite laid back, like Scramble is. It's got a single joystick in the middle, ambidextrous buttons for the jump, and they also work as one-player start and two-player start. And we've also got on here a small cabaret version, which was one of the German versions. The Germans had four different versions of this game. Mm. And the cabaret, it looks really weird in the picture you put on here, but I've put a better picture on the website. Because in this cabinet, it looks broken, because it's got like um, an upright glass bezel just a very plain glass bezel and the screen is really laid back inside It looks like the screen's been been moved away you'd think the screen would be near the glass at mm. the same angle as a glass but inside when you look at a decent picture of it it's got a little backdrop of amadar inside it with a, a cardboard bezel around the screen it looks really neat mm. right. but the top picture of uh, amadar upright machine would look better stripped out and converted into turtles yeah. The cabaret machine would look good stripped out and converted into turtles. Yeah. Uh, and also, the German flyer shows a cabaret, an upright, a cocktail cabinet, and a wall mount. Mm. All of those German cabs would look good stripped out and turn into German turtles cabs. Das turtles. Uh, I disagree. Am I helping? Uh, no, not really. <laughs>
0: Anyway, got some trivia on it, got some real-life real, real life truth to, truth-to-honest-to-goodness trivia. Like Scramble before it, there exists a Konami ROM set and a harder Stern ROM set. Mm. Stern were evil making games they harder. They
1: were, yeah.
0: There is an Italian bootleg of this board called Amigo, which is owned by James RGP, which is currently at RK Club. There is a similar game to this called Radar Zone by our English favourite, Century. Oh, really? Have you played it? It's,
1: no. It's, is it different graphics or something? well
0: it looks a bit like kicks you've got one light little sparkly guy chasing you and you are a line and you're filling in the squares and they're not all of them are not grids some of them first one i think is like a cross shape and then you get all oh, right dif- different shapes but i played about five levels of it and it's just dead easy i hope it gets harder hmm. and last bit of trivia her majesty the queen of england
1: top games player
0: yeah, she still has a dedicated Amid- Amidar cab in the Ian Botham stateroom at Buckingham Palace. Apparently, it's lost green and needs a cap kit.
1: Well, you're the man for that, with mm. the, the electrics. With the electrics, Now, yeah. there was plenty of ports and sequels and legacy on this. Mm. It was officially released in the Atari 2600, and that's the only official port, which is really weird, isn't it? Mm. Many unofficial and unauthorised clones and ports, uh, BBC Micro, Acorn Electron... Microdeal did Cuthbert Goes Walkabout on the Dragon 32, TRS 80, Commodore sixty four. 64. Uh, Rollin on the Atari 8 bit family. Lamasoft Tracks, which I played as a kid, Vic 20 and Spectrum. Superior Software did Crazy Painter on the BBCs. And one called Gapper for DOS. I never heard that one. And Gacken made a VFD, one of those little tabletop games for it, in 1983.
0: Yeah, I think. I think Chris Parsons has got actually got them, and I put a picture on Twitter of the V. I I think there's two he's put on, VFD games. Oh, nice one. Must be, I think I saw a YouTube video, and it's, I think it'd be quite easy to do, because you'd just get a grid, wouldn't you, Yeah. on a VFD game, and then you could colour the outsides kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think. So it's probably just the one level. Well, you could probably do the, the bonus level as well, couldn't you? Because it's just lines. Lines hmm. and lines and lines and lines. <laughs> Overall thoughts, I know what you think of it. Yep. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do some interpretive dance and a noise. <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. I wish the viewers could, the listeners could see that. That was a good dance. Hmm. This
0: game has really polarized opinion in our listeners and us.
1: I think more I, people liked it than hated it.
0: I I found the movement of the guys quite fascinating really because i knew it wasn't random and i knew that's what kept keeps me going back to it and i'm still going to play it Ugh, really because i know once i get it in my head how they how they move you, you'd be able to beat them because there's nothing random about the movements
1: do you know what you are to me now dead like a lettuce dead to me
0: i don't know if lettuces are dead are they they're quite limp yeah <laughs> <laughs> that the one improvement that i would do because i'm an impatient son of a gun i would strip
1: it out and turn it into turtles no what is what is wrong with you and turtles (laughs) i love turtles (laughs) i
0: would i would you know when you do the second screen and you've got to pick the track and the guy goes down and lands on the banana
1: Mm -hmm. Ooh,
0: when it's it's obvious you're going to miss it if you keep your finger on the jump button he speeds up so you can almost skip that level yeah that'd be a good idea a speed up button for the
1: yeah, cause the- it, it, but it plays a fun little tune when he's doing his little dance, so that's pretty good, isn't it?
0: Yeah! Right, that's that, kids. It's a thumbs up, thumbs down, and a and a wet lettuce for that one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get on to some other games that were ported. Home computer and console arcade ports. Right, the one I've been playing recently is Richard Broadhurst's Carnival for the BBCB. He put it on a little SD card type thing that's in my BBC computer with loads of games on for me, mm. and it looks exactly like the arcade version. It's almost it's unrecognisable as being anything different. It is absolutely perfect. I, I don't think he, he wrote it back in the day, but a few years ago he wrote it. Right. Really, really good. There must be something in common with the BBCB's graphics chip and certain arcade hardware, or maybe just the resolution's the same, because yeah. it is almost identical. And the sound on it, on a BBC B computer, the sound is actually a speaker inside the computer like the old Spectrum. Mm. And it's really loud, and you cannot turn it down. Do you know what the official way of turning the volume down on a BBC is? Put a sandwich on it. No, slip a credit card underneath the little little grill that's on there. That's what they say right. to turn it down, put a little credit card in it. I'm have to mod it with a little volume control, because it is very, very loud. And in the arcade, like Frogger and Amidar earlier... You could always hear Carnival, because it was always unsociably loud. Really yeah. obnoxiously loud. And that's exactly what this is like, so it's perfect. You have all the features of the arcade game, and it's a very, very accurate port. You get to shoot the pipes, all the animals, the 5 and 10 bullet boxes, and the stupid quackers that come down and nick your bullets. Mm. And you also get the little bear, you know, the little... Little bonus level where the, the polar bear comes up, and as you shoot his target, he puts his hands up in the air and he runs the other way. He's even got that. I like there. that, yeah. It's perfect, absolutely perfect. One of the best ports I've ever seen. Did you have a look at it? But I played it, I
0: followed Richard's link and played it in a browser. Oh, just yeah. to Just to get an idea of it, because it could run in an emulator in a browser. But it was really slow. I think it's either it didn't like Chrome or it didn't like my laptop. Nobody but
1: likes I, Chrome. But I got an idea
0: of it. And it was running, I bet it was running like five or six frames a second, but I did oh. get an idea of how good it is.
1: You can see how, did it, was the sound okay on it as well? Or was it slow no, as well?
0: No, very, very slow, yeah.
1: Yeah, you, you can see by the graphics at least, it is almost perfect. It's a really, mm. really good version. I was really impressed with it. He, I also played his Astro Blaster. Mm. And that is, well, with the BBC, you can have mods to it. You can put a speech chip inside the BBC. Mm. And also, you can put something in there called Sideways RAM, where it uses a certain amount of add-on RAM as its thinking space. That's very, very quickly explaining it. But Richard has made his game to take advantage of those two things, the speed chip and the Sideways RAM. And his game, I actually watched a YouTube of it, as well as playing on my BBC. The YouTube is with all the extras turned on, and it's got the proper speech from the game. It sounds exactly the same. And I th- I'm not wow. sure he's got all the secrets in it as well, but the version I played on my BBC had speech at the start where it says, uh, I think it's Pilots Wanted for Sector whatever. It says that at the start in actual really good speech. And then mm. the the sound effects, so there's really weird sound effects that's in the game. He's got them nigh on perfect. I don't know if he's used samples or what. It's really, really good. And if you have the enhanced BBC, you get all the sound through the game as well, the speech. You know when you you mm. slow the game down with a button and it, slows yeah. it it does the countdown as well and everything?
0: The it's speech fr- on that and the, the sounds were brilliant on that game, yes, I think. Yes,
1: really, really good. And and mm. this version is excellent. It's really, really good. I'm well impressed with those two games. Yeah, really good. Mm. Excellent. Well done, Richard. Well right then, let's get on to... Next show's game.
0: This is, uh, I think it was mentioned only last time, a listener pick from Cine Steve. Yes, and we're going to pick. This is an unknown for me. I'm just going to go with it and see if I like it. Solomon's Key, yeah, 1986 from Tecmo. The main default settings will play because I can't find anything on Arcade or Twin Galaxies. Mm-hmm. Three lives. The difficulty, the timer speed, and the extra are all set to normal, and the bonus life at 30k, 200k, 500k, which is the main defaults in my setup. Mm-hmm. So Solomon's Key—it's a platformy, puzzly thing—and I've never played it apart from ten minutes earlier today. So we'll have a do.
1: I've played it a lot. Have you? Yeah, I really like it. I'm not good at it, but I played it a lot. It's on the nineteen in one, isn't it? It is on the nineteen in one. So everyone's got a nineteen in one. Get on your cab, people. Play it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Before we go, we've got to go back to this music quiz. I think you got the first one, didn't you?
1: Oh yes, yes. Uh, play them again. We'll do them again. One of them was Frog. I remember that bit. That's Frogger.
0: Okay, that's first one. Yeah. I don't think you got this second one.
1: Oh! Uh, I said it was Bank Panic, but I know it's not Bank Panic, but they use a similar tune in that, because it's so Susanna, isn't it? Shall I give you a massive clue? Give me a massive clue, and then don't give me the points for it when I get it right.
0: <laughs> it's not a gunslinger. It's a beer slinger.
1: Oh, it's tapper, of course. Tapper. Yes. Yeah. That, I don't get the point for that because that was too easy. Okay, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Now I know okay. it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well. Yes. You got this one.
1: Gosh and goblins.
0: Ta-da. It's all one file, so I've got to play them all. Got this one, didn't you? Donkey Kong yeah, Donkey Three. Donkey Kong Three. Yeah. So that's the right, three. I've this got. is one. Get this one.
1: Do an interpretive dance. Uh, I'd say it was R type one. No. What is it? Then? It begins with an R. Uh. Yes. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, we yeah, had that Rhygar. one. Before, you like that one? Yeah. Uh, oh, so I got three out of five in. No, you said Rygar, didn't you? No, I just did then. Yeah. Yeah, but I, uh, No, you gave me too much of a clue with R. Can't be doing that. All right, then. Let's say i got three. Okay, then, three. Right, so next time, up. I'll get the, the, the music out. We'll do one for you again. Oh, okay. Excellent. And that is about it. So thank you for podcasting me, Sean. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks for giving your feedback and scores. Keep it coming.
0: Yes, thanks, kids. And we will catch you on the next time.
1: See ya. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www10 you can email me at vertvic at tenpencerk.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at tenpencerk, and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups, and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.